Welcome to day 12 of the Australian Open on No Challenges Remaining. I'm Ben Rothenberg, joined for the 12th-ish time, not quite during, I, it's been a long time with you guys. <laughs> According to when is here, it's the Australian Open, second day of the men's semifinals. We're going to talk men's semis and men's final. Overall thoughts from you, Courtney, on these semis, which produced yet another Djokovic-Murray final in Australia. Been so many. I lost count. I said five on Twitter. It's been four. It's a lot. It is a lot. It is a lot. Yes. The men's semifinals, like interesting and also anticlimactic in their own ways. So kind of moments of tension, but in the end kind of ended in a bit of a splat. But uh, but the big one obviously was the four setter between Novak Djokovic and, and uh, Roger Federer yesterday with Roger Federer being able to force it into a fourth set after yep. getting absolutely railroaded. Oh my gosh. Ridiculous tennis you, the, for one hour you guys, from Novak Djokovic. You guys, the verbs we could use for those first two set are graphic and obscene it, it it's it was crazy it was one of the it was just like i said um i didn't say this before but it was just like the djokovic nadal final in yeah. doha yeah. where djokovic played his absolute best and it's scary to see how far ahead that puts him of everybody else in tennis if he does anything like that in the final andy murray will get blown out yeah he just can't no one can match it and eventually the best of five nature of things djokovic tailed off just enough Federer was not playing bad the whole night, and Federer got a break, got a set. It's very fired up about it. The crowd was desperately wanting things. Yeah, Djokovic moves on and get, eventually got through in four. The ending of the fourth was a little crazy. There was one insanely good point that Insane. Federer won with great defense, and uh, I don't want to say I don't want to say lucky, line. but it was a low percentage shot that went in for him, a running backhand down the line thing. And then he Djokovic hit a net cord winner on the next or net cord shot that skipped past Federer or something, and yeah, Federer didn't win another point. Yep. And so that was rough for Federer, it was, for sure. It was it was illustrative. You know, Federer is going to have those flashy moments. He is going to have those moments where the crowd, you know, erupts because they see something absolutely majestic, which is what that backhand was. It was incredible defense and scrambling on his part, but Novak's steadiness and his talent and his quality right now, he will win the war. Yeah, completely right. And we've seen that, especially when the war matters. I mean, let's yeah. be clear. Like, over the last 14 months, to use some weird math, Federer has beaten him at Dubai and Cincinnati and then round robin of the London World Tour Finals. Djokovic has won in Indian Wells Final, Rome Final, uh, Wimbledon Final, U.S. Open Final, London Final, London World Tour Masters Final, and the Australian Open Semis. It's all the more important matches. Yep. All of them. So... Yeah, so that's what that's what Djokovic is, and Djokovic's best is just better. We've said this a million times, but it yeah, just bears repeating. It's, it's, this is a reminder it's, it's of that. Really good. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. you know, there's no way around it. But I do have this question for you, Ben. Okay. Does this should we read much into this loss when it comes to Roger Federer? Like, obviously, we're sitting here and we're saying Novak Djokovic is effing amazing at tennis right now. He is, as I keep saying, he has hacked tennis. He has figured out a way to do everything that is within tennis and do it well. Like, there is no weakness with this guy, unlike a Roger who, you know, obviously played so balletically and, and has incredible firepower and forehand and serve, but the backhand was a weakness. Rafa, with uh, his health, with, um, you know, whatever it is, the, the, he has his shortcomings as well. Novak is, like, complete and total tennis. I think what this match showed us in terms of big picture lessons is that the gap for Federer is getting bigger. 
Mm. I think that's where we take it. I mean, the U.S. Open final and the Wimbledon final were both closer. Um, and that's discouraging for, for Roger, but it's not a surprise because we saw what Novak has done this year. Novak has been better than he was last year. Same with Serena. The same way Serena yeah. won three slams last year but wasn't playing great. And I mean, Novak was playing great last year, let's be clear, but he's playing even better so far in 2016. What he's doing is nuts. And Roger can is reduced to spectator when he's not playing badly. And I, 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 to get a little ahead of ourselves for the final, I think it'll take something. It'll take a significant off day for from Djokovic for Andy Murray to be able to make things interesting. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. let's talk um, a little bit about the second semifinal, which just happened tonight as we're recording this. Andy Murray got down two sets to one against Milos Ronic, and then Milos uh, got hurt. It looked like some sort of hip upper leg groin groinish issue thing took an off-court medical timeout at 2-1 had another one on court later some attention and some thigh rubbing it was cringing pretty badly and wasn't quite the same sense and murray escapes it must be a very unpleasant way to, to lose when you're playing so well and, and then your body goes on you in that way yeah it's unfortunate probably the most heartbroken i felt on court but that's what it is did you ask the medical people whether there was a risk of you making it worse by playing on to the end? No, uh, I couldn't have cared less what, I, what could have happened on the court. I was in my second semifinal. I was in a much better position where I was last time. And I was going to, regardless what situation I was in, I was going to play and try to do whatever I could. Have you had a chance to speak to your team since coming off? No. Uh, well... Probably they would have liked to spoke, but I, I'm just not in a state where uh, I can probably have a conversation. That was, uh, what do you take away from each guy from that match, Courtney? What, what does it say about how each one is doing these days? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that Milos Ranić was incredibly impressive in the tournament. Uh, the, his win over Stan Wawrinka was bonkers, um, and I think that that was... You know, the moment where you realize, okay, this is a different Milos Raonic. This isn't the Raonic that was basically a punchline through 2015. Um, you know, part of the Lost Boys of the ATP, you know, that Lost whole, oh, right. uh, you know, uh, narrative. Lost and, Generation. And, yeah, yeah, that Lost Generation that, that you know, was, you know, in 2000 and, and, you know, he had that semifinal run to Wimbledon along with Grigor Dimitrov uh, back a couple years ago. And then Kanish Corey had that great run at the U S open, but last year, all three of them pretty much flamed out. All three dropped in the rankings. Yeah. So it, it was disappointing. And what was so impressive to me watching Raonic against Favrinka and then also tonight against Murray is that, um, and Monfils, but what was impressive is that like the improvement, the leveling up in such a short time period, I don't think I've ever seen like this much of a jump. You know, like from when I last saw Milos play, like in Bercy or something, or wherever he was, or maybe Shanghai, I can't remember. Yeah, he didn't play um, Bercy, I know, because yeah. he was defending finalists there and didn't play. Exactly. So, um, but from when I last saw him play to when I saw him play here and also in Brisbane, two different players. And my mind is still trying to catch up with, like, it's still processing that this is, like, potentially, if he can stay healthy, the new Milos. Like, this is the new normal for him. Um, if that is the case, this, that shakes up the top 10 in a, in a very massive way. I think you said talking about being a punchline. I think 
I think he's. I think Dimitrov is a punchline. I don't think Ronich ever got to quite that status last year. I mean, he was up to number four. No, but in I the mean, world, like in terms in of like clay. people complaining about his style of tennis. Oh, people still don't like so his style of tennis. But the the way he's been playing in Brisbane and here, it's so much more entertaining. With coming forward more. Coming forward more, actually, like being able to to handle himself on the baseline, moving better, moving better, hitting bigger returns. I mean, that's exciting stuff. His kit is great. I'm sorry, that colorway, tremendous. He might be. This is weird. He might be the best dressed guy in the tournament. Hot take. What do you think? Counterpoint. Uh, we haven't talked fashion in this in this in this whole Fortnite. Courtney, do you have any any takes on that? I know you used to do that for I know, SI. This is. Um, I would definitely have put Milos on the hit list. Yeah. Um. I mean, I really like Roger's kit. Oh, I don't. I really. I, didn't I just like think that. it looks crisp and clean with the. White shorts it, and white shirt with the horizontal green blue think, stripe in the back. I kind of I like. I, think, I think the front looks very uh, Fort Lauderdale retiree. Not into but it, but like a real sharp looking one though. A real rich one. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. Um, yeah, no, I wasn't into that. Yeah, women's kits. Women's kits loved Maria's dress. Loved the little poof on the skirt. That was really cool. Um, Naomi Osaka really wore the crap out of that. Otherwise. You know, I mean, Kerber's that dress did not well. work for everybody. And it, it didn't work for, for everybody, but it really worked well for Osaka. A lot of people were ripping Aga, and I know it was just like a hot pink dress. I thought maybe, it looked fine in person. It, it looked great. good in person. Yeah. yeah, I think Aga wears Lotto really well. Um, those are the ones that. Oh, and obviously Serena. I mean, I I know that the crop doesn't fit perfectly. Like it kind of has a, a bit cut. of a, a a bit of stiffness to it. Like I would have liked to have seen it a little bit softer in the way that it's it's the the texture of the fabric. It seems a bit stiff, but outside of that, I think that in when when Serena is in motion, that kit is bomb. It like, photographs you don't, really well. Yeah, it photographs so well. Like if you you may not notice it like on TV, but having gone through Getty and having to pick photos, I mean, no dress photographs as well as as Serena's kit, and so that is pretty cool. And always, I will always defend the Vika shorts. I am very tired of Andy Murray not wearing colors. Let's segue to this. Final. I love it. Love it. He is a boring, boring mofo, and I love it. <laughs> so we to this final. Andy Murray playing against Novak Djokovic. It's hard. I haven't. I had an easier time hyping up Kerber or Serena than I do this match. Yeah, I'll be honest. We know, we've seen this. Uh, we've seen this so many times. It's ATP Big Four staleness at its best slash worst. I'm it's not number sure. one versus number two. How, but yes, but yeah, at the same time, it's not compelling to me. I don't know how does this match become good if it's make a case for this match watch people watch you watch for the same reasons that you watch serena maria is it that level at all no it doesn't have that level of spit but you watch because what if this is the one time and you missed it that would suck if you were an Andy Murray fan, probably, <laughs> if you were a Novak fan, you're probably okay with it. But uh, you know what I mean? Like you tune in just like for me personally watching Serena Maria. I tune in because I, maybe this is the time. Maybe this is the moment. And then it turns out that it's not. But then the next time that it come, rolls around, I will still tune into it because maybe it's the moment. In this situation, I mean, there is – Andy Murray loves him a narrative. Yep. There is a narrative here. He could theoretically – be Novak Djokovic, win the Australian Open, finally, fly home and be a daddy. Let's talk about that, that looming thing. The whole pre-tournament, the whole pre-whatever narrative on Andy Murray is, is, is him saying he'll leave if King lives into labor or his, you know, signs are just kind of baby soon, even if he's into the final. Now he's into the final. The whole thing, I've never been stressed out so much by a pregnancy that I had nothing to do with. 
wait, have you been stressed out by a pregnancy that you had something to do? No comment. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 just, I, just, I just feel, I just think that, like, I'm just hoping that she's, like, on bed rest and just, like, staying, whatever she's you, fine. whatever she's you do. She's fine. on bed rest. She's fine. Kim's fine. I'm sure she's fine. It's just, Kim's fine. It's a lot for me to deal with in, in this week, okay? It's been a, it's been a big week. It's it, been a This is what happens week. when you don't sleep. You know, yeah, you get a yeah. little, you know, it becomes more difficult to wrangle in your nerves. Yeah. Kim's fine. If she goes in labor, he leaves. And there's Simple no final. as that. There's no and there's final. no final. And you know what? We can go to Cookie. We can go to that cool bar that's like Williamsburg in Melbourne, Toff or whatever it is. There are things that we can do instead of watch the men's final. It's okay. I was wondering earlier today, and again, we're not going to debate whether or not he should leave because he's obviously going to leave. He said he's going to leave. He does him. It's his choice. It affects him most of all. I wonder what the economic impact it, uh, is of there being no Australian Open men's final. That's a good question. That's a, it's got to be huge. It's massive. You'd have to you'd have to offer full refunds. Yeah, you have to offer full refunds and no TV, nothing. I mean, it would, would be the Australian a lot Open of money, like ask God. the money back from from Andy. I mean, I don't think they couldn't sue him. No, you wouldn't sue him. But God, it's a lot of money. It is a lot of money because it's not just that, but also sponsor, the big thing is the suites, the, it, co- the corporate suites. I mean, Kia guy doesn't get like, to make a speech. Oh my God. Don't take Kia guy away from Kim. Bed rest. Thank you. Now we're on the <laughs> same page. <laughs> and with that, I think we have to end on that note. We, I want to note to self. Put the Kia speech in the in the final show. It's always great. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of No Challenges Remaining, sponsored by Kia. If you want to follow along with us when you're not listening, you can do so by liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash NCR Podcast. Like follow us on Twitter at NCR underscore tennis. Send us emails, no challenges remaining at gmail.com. Get a podcast app and subscribe to us on there. It's really great, especially like this fortnight. We've been churning out stuff like crazy. And because of the short windows, the podcasts yeah. are you, – you do actually want to listen to them the minute they come out. Right. Although I, although I think they will make for good re-listening, especially with all the stuff we added to a lot of the guests and whatever else. I think these will hold up well and be a nicer time capsule for the Open, which I'm excited about having created this. Uh, speaking of bringing life into the world. And so I think that will hold up well. Courtney's face is, is not approving of that analogy. No. Well, anyhow. Yeah. It's not the same. Is that all? I think I did all the plugs, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. We will see you guys later. Bye-bye. Ta-ta. Ooh.